across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Education Conversations. As we round off July Savings Month, we can't round off without talking about dealing with debt. So, A-teamers, let's welcome Tony Bates, financial advisor and business insurance specialist. Tony, a warm welcome. Always a pleasure working with you on air. Hi, Patricia, and I told listeners. So, in these tough times, everyone wants a little bit of money to be, um, you know, buoyant, to be able to buy bread and milk. But sometimes we find ourselves that we're in so much debt that we can't get out, despite the fact that the repo rate has not changed, you know. Um, so, things are almost still the same like la- last year, but the price of food and fuel and, you know, refuse costs and everything else has increased. So, people are quite strapped and debt is becoming. Uh, deeper and deeper in some people's uh, financial budgets. So how do we deal with this? So, Patricia, debt has always been a looming cloud that sits on you and tries to get you down. So what you do is you have to understand exactly where your money is going. Um, We always speak about the basics of financials. So that would be referring to you going back to your balance sheet. In our uh, terms, it will be your checklist in terms of what has to be paid on a day-to-day basis as well. So as we discuss today, you will actually find out which things should be there on your to-do list in terms of what your money should be paying and what it should be paying. And if you find yourself in a position where it becomes too much, what alternatives do you have as well, Patricia? Debt is something that can either make you or it can break you as well. We have heard of many stories where people have taken their lives based on the debt factor that they've got uh, to deal with as well. So it's something that if you grab it in time, it can be fixed, but also if it is too late for you, it's never a point where you cannot fix it. We just have to sit down, re-strategize, and actually put your back on the right track in terms of you getting some money in for the day-to-day things that you would need as a normal citizen. Now, we've always heard that there's good debt and bad debt, but it seems some of the good debt um, is turning into bad debt because people don't know how to pay them off. But it would be to our benefit to understand which is good debt and which is bad debt. So good debt is anything that can actually give you an income in the future as well. So for me personally, I view a home as being a good debt. The reason I say that is you can actually get to a point where you can actually rent out the home to get you some some money in to actually pay for that bond on its own if you had to get to a tight corner. Bad debt is taking credit cards, taking loans, where you cannot replace that money or that money has not done anything for you, bringing money back to repay that loan at the end of the day. So if you take a loan and you decide to start a business, the business generates enough income to pay back their debt. That's good debt in my view. If you take a loan, but you don't start anything, you, you buy things that actually don't give you an income in return, in my view, that's bad debt. Because the money that you would have been trying to save or you could have saved over that term is now being used to furnish a debt. And in that regard, would also drop your credit score if you miss payments or are struggling to make the payment for one or two months as well, Patricia. 
this can have a negative impact on you as a person because then you start to stress about where to get this money from. And it puts you in a non-stop cycle where you will be robbing Peter to pay Paul. And this is not what we want for people as well, Patricia. Most definitely. But, you know, I've, I've observed how a lot of young people get into debt, Tony. Um, and it's debt simply for, a, you know, cell phone account um, or clothing store account. And I've noticed a lot of people who would even buy food on debt. How do we get out of this sort of debt? And then there's oh, the Mashonisa debt, you know, um, unregulated well, loan sharks. How do we get sure. a- away from this sort of, um, you know, spiral? Because once you get into it, it seems it's almost impossible to get out. You know, Patricia, initially were the first debts that you have just mentioned, like your clothing account, your cell phone account, those are the ones that look okay to deal with. It looks manageable. And the way it's painted to you, it's like at any given point, you can just get out of it if you just give X amount of money. That's also needed to build your credit score, right? So it has a positive and a negative. But when it is misused, that's where you find yourself in a position where you get into the cycle of having to repay things even long after you don't even have them at one uh, point. So people find themselves in a position where initially when they take debt, it's manageable. You feel like you can take care of it because your salary is still coming in. What happens now if you do lose your job or if your salary is cut? In that regard, you are starting to struggle to pay back the the, uh, loan or the credit that you initially had taken. Someone once said to me, if you want to buy something on credit, you should do so only if you can afford to buy cash. The only reason why you are using a credit facility is because you don't want to put out your particular money because your particular money could actually go and make more money for you. And I thought about it. It makes sense to a point where it will kind of deter you from causing unnecessary debt. If you can save up for it, save up for it. Because at the end of the day, what you are buying on credit, if it doesn't hold any value, it's going to be useless to you in the next month to three months down the line as well. So, Patricia, in terms of the Mashonisas, this has been a really sore fact. Uh, people are paying up to 20, 30, 40, 50% interest. By doing this, this cycle will never stop unless you can agree with the Mashoni so that when you do pay your 30%, you can add a hundred rand on the initial debt that you have taken. That's physically the only way that you could actually get your debt down with such a structure. Other than that, you know what happens when you don't pay, yeah? I think back in the day, there was this guy that used to act in Zumo. <laughs> oh, to come around. <laughs> so basically, I think we have to understand the particular reasons why we need it. If it's really a pressing matter, and it's really a pressing matter, you have to sit down with your financial side. So whether it be your partner, anybody that shares financial responsibility with you. I also find that we do this on our own and we get shot in our foot because we're doing it on our own with no advice. 
um, it's really sad that we find ourselves in a position that every month people work so hard yet have nothing to show for it even the day after payday. So, Patricia, we really have to sit down and go back to the basics of sit down with your price list, your check sheets, whatever you would like to call it, um, and try and work out each rent and cent in terms of where it has to be allocated to. And if you've got debts, like debts where you can actually go and discuss it with the credit provider and say, look, I'm struggling a little bit. Can we decrease this payment that I've got now? Extend the term. Yes, it's going to take you longer, but it means that it doesn't put so much pressure on you as well. Also, be careful for reckless lending as well. I've seen a lot of people get out of debt because they knew exactly that at the point of them getting the debt, the credit provider did not do a thorough check to see if you could actually afford it as well. Patricia. Sure, there's a lot that we need to consider when it comes to debt and uh, dealing with it. A-teamers, how are you dealing with your debt? Are you one of those uh, goody-two-shoes that we all need to look up to who's able to keep their debt to a minimum? Or are you drowning deep in debt and you're asking yourself, what are your options? Please uh, do call in. Ask our advisor. Tony Bates is our financial advisor, um, and he's on the line. So dial in on 011 Two double zero six or WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. It seems I'm having a bit of an issue with uh, the internet connection on my WhatsApp. So if they are coming in late, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, ATMs. But you can also SMS on four one three nine one. Tony, so for a person who's saying I'm drowning, I'm really, really drowning. Take me through what should be on my budget list. What can I exclude? What can I really cut down on? And then also take me through how I can either consolidate my debt, get into, you know, a debt review uh, arrangement. What is it that I can do to get myself out? So if you are going the debt consolidation route, remember two things. What will happen is they will take your debt into account. They will consolidate that and that will be paid. So it means that instead of you paying five people, you will pay one person a single premium. It will save you money because all of the fees and the policies that you need in place will all be taken into account on one particular policy. So you do save a bit of money there. But that also means that for the next five years, you will be tied down to that particular debt and that particular debt only. If you go the the credit review route or debt consolidation route where someone takes on your account, they negotiate on behalf of you as the client and get your premiums or your monthly installments down to a minimum. Remember one thing. You are sitting on a panel where you cannot use any credit facilities until you have fulfilled your obligation of paying back that debt. The risk with that is you are sitting in a position where if you had to pay one or two more years on your car, you will still find yourself paying after three to four years on that car because they basically lower the installment on the car but extend the term in terms of which you would still have to pay. That's a very big risk for anybody that's looking to buy a property in the future, to buy a car in the future, or to use anything that is 
credit facilitated orientated or has a credit facility attached to it because you would be viewed as are you under debt review at this current moment? You cannot lie about that question. You have to give an honest answer because when they do check, it will show up as well on the Bureau. So from a perspective of what can you do, your options are try and negotiate with the credit providers yourself, try and get it down to a minimum, and then you pay it directly. This does not have any time span or time judgment based on you as a person. But the moment you go via debt review, you will have something tagged to your name. So you cannot use any credit facilities until the debt is fulfilled in full. Patricia. Sure. Yeah, we want to fulfill debt in full. We want to get out of the spiral of having too much debt. But yeah, sometimes we need to take the tough decisions. How important is it, Tony, to be engaging with our creditors? Because at the end of the day, um, you know, when you are stressed and you don't know who to steal from to be able to pay Paul, (laughs) there's no Peter because, yeah, COVID has hit us all hard. You end up tending to you know, turn a blind eye and say ignorance is, ignorance is bliss and you, you, you don't answer the call. So how important is it that when we are in debt, we consult those that we are owing, whether it's individuals we are owing or it's uh, organizations and credit providers? You know, Patricia, these calls, they aren't there to bite us. Everybody knows that we entered into an obligation to pay a particular debt. Now, when people are calling us, at times we assume the worst. Those people are actually calling for you to advise them on what your problem is. So if you tell a person, yes, you do find those very rude people on the phone that actually tell you straight, listen, you've got to pay this, but that's not the manner. Explain your situation to them. Make them aware that you are no longer in a position to cover this debt. It will be their responsibility to meet you halfway as well. In that regard, you are not running away from anybody. They are not looking for you as well. And they can see that you are willing and able to make some sort of contribution towards it. It might not be the full amount, but you are willing to step in and take care of your responsibilities. In terms of individuals that we owe, this is always a touchy subject. We actually spoke about this uh, when it came to borrowing money to friends and family. Normally this is where money is borrowed from people that we know. Also have a discussion with these people. These people are not oblivious to the fact that we are going through a really hard time now. And if those people that say you're okay but you're not okay. You know, we can't help you in that regard. That is something that you've got to admit and take it by the neck or it will swallow you whole. So, Patricia, my advice would always be answer those calls. Try and negotiate with those people. Make them understand exactly where you are. But you also can't say, I don't have any money, but you are doing things that consist of money. You understand? So in that regard, Patricia, try and curb your lifestyle as well to make sure that the money that you could have been spending in fruitless exercises can be used to cover your debt as well. 
And that's just real talk from my side, Patricia. Listen, you know me very well, right? You and I come I from, <laughs> you are basically you are my brother. So you know the sort of life I live. And sometimes I even laugh, you know, at myself. Because I'll, I look at myself and I say, if someone were to look at me, they'd, they'd swear that I'm homeless from the crown of my Let head with the, with the sort of hair that I keep. <laughs> Even my kids are asking, but mama, when are you going to do something with your hair, you know? Um, sure. and, and it's not because you don't look at, you, you don't want to look good. But at times, you know, like you're saying, look at your expenditure. Look at what you're spending. It's not being a miser. It's, but you look at the climate where we are right now economically, and then you look at your surroundings, you look at your responsibilities. For me to go and spend 300 rand, as an example, to go and retwist my dreadlocks, something that I can go without doing because I can cover my head with a headscarf and it looks very nice, um, and then take that 300 rand and put it into savings. What is a better option? But then, okay, that's me. Tony, <laughs> that's me. True, whereas whereas true. my sisters, you know, they want to look good. My brothers want to look good. And then down in the ranch, uh, th there's nothing to eat. So we, we really need to be very careful as South Africans. Let's go to these voice notes from our A-teamers. Hi, Patricia. This is Tulani. When it comes to money, uh, I'm using the old saying that says, it doesn't matter how much money you make, but how much you keep. I think that is very important. How much are we keeping, guys? Hi, Patricia. Also here. I'd like to ask your guest. Um, I have a contract with a certain company, with a cell phone contract, actually. Um, it's been about two or three months back, and I've been uh, continuously asking them for them to reduce my amount. And they do it once once I call them. And then the following month or two months back, it's back to the original amount. And then I ask them again to do it. But they always do it just for one month and then they wait for another month for me to complain. What should I do regarding that? Good question there. Um, Tony? So in terms of the cell phone contract, what you should do is get the service provider to send you an email. With that mail, whenever your amount goes back up, send them their exact mail with the instruction that you have given them. So don't call all of the time. Just get their mail address, send them a written request, let them reply with their request or answer to your request. Then from there, the next time they up your figure, send them their response to you and tell them in this mail you have answered that you would drop my figure by x but you are still continuing to increase it every month after i've made the agreement in this regard it makes the con the contract null and void if they always are doing the opposite of what you are actually requesting as the client as well. And it also gives you a good footing to actually go back and say, all of the times that I've overpaid, I would actually like my premiums or my monthly contributions back. So just take what I've asked you to take and give me back what you have overcharged me on. In that regard as well, when you keep record of 
what you've asked guys to reduce your premiums or amounts by, it gives you something to fall back on when they actually don't do it correctly. Also, what you can do is all of those voice calls that you've made, you can request a recording from them. It is your right to request a recording from anybody that records you. And you will see how quick their tone will change in terms of, oh, we made a mistake. Or, yes, we did receive a call, but we can't give you the recording. Just stand firm and make sure that they give it to you. This is how you can prove that the instruction was given by you for them to reduce it, and they should stick to that figure. And make sure that you state there. My new premium going forward from today would be X, Y, and Z. And this would be up until this particular date without any changes to be made to it, unless I give an instruction to do so as well. Well, Tony, some A-teamers are really touched by our topic. Uh, this one says, your topic is touching. I have cut my dreads as I am uh, going through financial strain. And uh, this A-teamer sent a picture of what she looks like right now with her short hair. She looks dashing. The thing is, we need to set our priorities correctly. We need to know what should be done and shouldn't be done. But as consumers as well, like you're saying, Tony, it's very imperative that we stand our ground and we don't get moved from pillar to post by our service providers. This one is from Tandong Kosi, who's in Rifenghots or in uh, the Northern Free States, who says, this principle has helped me to live debt-free. If your expenditure is more than your income, then your upkeep becomes your downfall. Debt is a bondage beyond measure. Another one is, hi Patricia, if you are under debt review and you have enough cash to settle the debt, how do you do so? Can you quickly give us an answer, Tony? So basically, you can actually start to contact your credit provider, find out exactly what you are owing them. And what you can do is you can actually ask for a discount based on the amount that you are about to pay. They will give you this discount and then you can ask them to just give you a paid up letter. With this paid up letter, send it to the person that is handling your debt review and they must submit that on their side as well to clear that from your name in terms of the bureau. Most debt guys will say, we will clear your name Make sure that you follow up with that at the end of your payment cycle as well. As soon as you have received that letter, always make sure that you check your IATC to make sure that you are clear and safe on that side as well, Patricia. Excellent. Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Please give us contact details uh, for our A-teamers. So you can find me on 060-977-5630. That's the same for calls, same for WhatsApp. So you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's Tony Bays, T-O-N-Y-B-U-Y-S. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Tony Bays.